Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality, and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Welcome to another solo podcast on Waking Up With Melissa. Yo, I am super hyped because I'm going to talk a lot about some of the things that I love to talk about the most, prosperity, abundance, love, relationship, but most importantly, I love to talk about money. And I always say I love money and money loves me right back. And it's so beautiful to be in this energetic field of just deep inner knowing that we get to have this deeper relationship with abundance and prosperity, the manifestation of money. And you know, it's so interesting because I always get questions about this the most. And I'll take you back really quickly. And when I first started my business, I started to teach people yoga and meditation. And I'm like, yes, I know exactly what I'm meant to do. I'm going to talk to people about yoga philosophy, the sutras, and just really how radically it changed my life. And as I started to continue doing that, my life took a slight pivot and a turn because as people started to really uncover their own ish, as they started to go deeper within themselves, they actually started to remember. And so the things that they were remembering were their dreams, their desires, the things that they always wanted to do, but they felt too busy to do, or they felt like not qualified enough to do because of their jobs, because of their roles, because of all of these other things, hashtag uh, excuses <laughs> that we put for ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I've had a ton of excuses that I've put in my own life and they're also illusions, right? This, uh, identification with time that I don't have enough time and that there isn't enough money and there's lack and there's, I need, and I want, and there's, you know, all of these energies that really just continue to trap us in this cycle. And so People are always shocked that I love to talk about the yoga sutra, the practice, and also money. And I think so often we don't see this enough. We always see the business people talking about business and the yoga people talking just about yoga. But humans, we are awakening to this beautiful, beautiful era where we're no longer in these boxes. And we're really starting to sit in that seat of awareness that we are so multidimensional and we have so many desires and we have so many ones. And we're not here to just pick one. I'm not here to just say, I am only this. And because even that is limiting, I know that my soul came to experience so many things. And I, if anything, am a melting pot of so many desires. And one of them is to be in business. Another one is to feel the energy of abundance, to feel the energy of wealth, to feel this energy of luxurious, to feel this energy of abundance. All of this is coming together. They're weaving this road to this beautiful place where we don't operate on lack. 
there is just this deep inner knowing that just like the galaxy, it just kind of, it's just going and going and going and it's just forever more expanding. And so let's get into the five things that you want to avoid when attracting money. When we are talking about attracting abundance, when we are talking about attracting love, all of these things, it's so beautiful, you know, and this is why I love to work with the energy of money because it's not just in physical paper. And by the way, if you think money is still paper, we will forever be paper chasing. Money really is the essence of love, abundance, prosperity. And so it's so beautiful because in number one, in step one, it's releasing this expectation, right? In order for us to attract potential money, we have to at least be in a place of not expecting. I'll pause so you can have your revelations now because I know you may be thinking like, well, that doesn't make sense. How am I supposed to attract something and not want it? Or like, how can I attract something and not expect? And here I'm trying to tune into the energy of performance. I'm trying to tune into the energy of when you expect something that usually is where our attachments live. So yes, if we want to attract money, we have to release the expectations that you wanted to do something. I want money because I wanted to do this, 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 and that, right? So you're putting a lot of pressure. And so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about avoiding expectations. And so it's a dance between, yes, I desire this. Yes, there is a want, but I don't need this. And if it happens, great, but I'm not in this expecting of this lack, of this need, of if this doesn't happen, all of these things can't happen, right? So you can have the desire without the pressure of the expecting. Number two, you want to avoid being disillusioned by money. Money is very tricky and it's the same thing. And again, I'll make the comparison with love, right? So if you go on this long life quest of wanting love because you feel for whatever reason, when you find the right partner, and this is kind of the rhetoric out there, right? When I find the right partner, I'm going to be whole and complete. No, it doesn't really work like that, right? In fact, our partnerships oftentimes are very triggering because they're the part of us that is mirroring back to us the things that we need to continuously work on. And so that is the sole contract of partnership is that they really, really almost shine a light on our deepest, darkest fears and the things within us. And so that's not to say that partnerships should feel bad. I'm just simply stating that when we have soul contracts with our partners, it's really a beautiful thing because they are our teachers. And so some of the some of the lessons that we have to learn are within, right? But there can be disillusion when we start to talk about this energy of love. And there can be this disillusion when we start to talk about this energy of money. Because all of a sudden, you were one person without money, and then all of a sudden, you're like, well, I need it to do, you fill in the blank, right? So it can't make us more than what we already are. 
Money's not going to make you rich, not from the inside. It's not going to make you a nicer person. It's not going to make you kinder. It's not going to do anything that you aren't already. Yes, it can enhance your experience and the way you move through life. But I always try to bring back my students to this kind of thing where everybody is like, picking up and becoming a nomad and going to all these countries. And that's beautiful. I love to travel. And by the way, I am one of those people too. But recognize that you can be a miserable human being at the top of a mountain in wherever you land, in Thailand or wherever you go in the most beautiful place. So the outside really isn't so much affecting the inside. It's actually the other way around. And I've been doing a lot of talks about this, right? Where it's from the inside out out. The inside is dictating the outside. And so I really want you to pay attention to that disillusion that happens around money because so often it's so present. And there's also stories here. There's also narratives, but we will get to that on the fifth thing to avoid. And again, you know, just recapping for those tuning in, we are talking about the five things that you need to be avoiding when we are attracting money. And again, this is from my own teachings, the things that I've learned to be true for myself, things I've uh, gone deep within my own meditation, things that I practice within my life, things that I teach my students and things that I see the most success. And so often we put so much pressure on money. Like there was so much pressure, like it's so performative. We wanted to do so many things and it causes so much disturbance. So the disillusion, right, that money is going to make us more than we already are is uh, it can be a trap. So just pay attention to that. The third thing that you want to avoid when we start to talk about attracting money is the blaming. Man, I have seen this so much, right? The, the blaming of when I get this and if I get that, then that thing is going to happen. And now I'm super upset because I made this investment and it didn't do what I wanted to do. Right. And there's like this blaming, you know, even you can even go as far as your childhood and say, well, those people with money or because my mom was working too hard or because my dad, so like, you know, and it's like, no, it wasn't money. It was, it was just the being, you know, it was just the being that was too busy or the being that was associated or identified with that thing, right? And so I think there's a lot of blaming when it comes to money. And so I always try to bring up this, again, example of relationship and love. And this is why I love to talk about these energies because it's easier for us to understand. We can do the same thing in love. And so we can have really good intentions with love. We can have the highest amount of gratitude for it and know that it does so much for ourselves, so much for the beings around us. And we can misuse love and we can misguide people. We can manipulate by using the energy of love. So the same is true, right? So with all things, all things have polarity. And so you can use all things for good and almost all things for something negative. And so it's up to us, right, to have radical responsibility over what is actually happening here. Because, um, you know, the chair didn't do anything to you and, you know, the house didn't do anything to you and money didn't do anything necessarily to us, but it's usually the beings behind that. And it's usually our identification and the roles and the freaking power that we give to this thing. It's so interesting, but we've done this for so long, which by the way, I was that person too. Five years ago, giving all of my power away to money. Where did I get this from? I mean, 
the same place everybody else got it from. Our society, advertisement, all of the things that, you know, our society keeps pushing on us beyond the rhetoric of just like being thin like a toothpick and all of these things and, you know, how my hair should look or how much makeup I should put on, all of these things, right? They're basically saying, you are not enough human. And so you need a little bit of money. You need this thing. You need this other person. You need a white picket fence. You need the partner. So you need, you need all of these things that are outside of you. And so that's can cause a lot of blaming. And so, so often when I talk to people about money and work with them around money, there's a lot of like really, really core beliefs around, well, I'm blaming money for this and this and that. And it was the cause of so much of their disturbance. So we want to avoid that when we are attracting and sitting in the energy of money, which by the way, there are three main ways that you can manifest and bring forth money. I always talk about for me, what seems like the easiest way, which is the energy of tuning in and just frequency. But there are a lot of people that will think their way through. And so they use their brain and they're like, they're logically closing their eyes and they're clenching their fist and they're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, and I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. And that only gets you so far. It may not bring forth your manifestation. And then there's others that use their emotions and it's beautiful because the emotions will definitely get you a little bit further along because you're tuning into like, how does this feel? How does this feel? How does it feel to be a millionaire? How does it feel to like sit in that beautiful house that I've always wanted? How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? And so we start to activate possibility within us and you can bring forth manifestations in this way as well. It takes a little bit of work and there's so many things that you have to consider because it's not that easy. And I think that is the toxic of so many things that we see online where people are just like wishing upon a star and their manifestations are coming through. And while that can be true, once you attune your own body as a vessel and a vehicle to get to these things a lot faster, that's not available to most people. Like most people cannot do that. It takes work and it takes intention. It takes prayer. It takes going through your own limiting beliefs, alchemizing them, not just realizing them, but like actually alchemizing that shit out of them and being able to continuously come back to the body and just see like, what is here? What is here? What is here? And continue to ask yourself those powerful questions, right? But blaming is a real thing. And so just be aware of that. That's not so much the energy that we want to move forward from. And then the last thing is the third place that I find most manifestations that come clear as day, that come through, um, are when we attune to the energy. And so you know, somebody the other day asked me like, damn, that sounds really good. How do you do that? And it's actually really easy to say, I need you to attune to this energy. And just like a radio, like literally think of a radio and you kind of go to your favorite station. It works like this, but you have to be able to move through some of the things that are disturbing that frequency. And some of the things that disturb this kind of frequency is, which is actually one of the last things we'll talk about is our programming. That's probably the biggest thing that is the most challenging for us to move through and bring forth a manifestation. We cannot manifest anything here, which by the way, when we say manifesting, all of it already exists. You know, just think about this. Your life is, um, I, I always think of like the lottery. Like, you know, there are all the possibilities 
already drawn out the possibility for you to go right, left, up, down, for you to be with this person, that person, move here, move. All of the possibilities are already laid out. So it's all about tuning into the frequency that allows the next unfolding of your life. And how do you get there? Well, one, by choice us actively thinking about what am I actively choosing to think about right now? And so often we don't think about that. We think, oh, our brain is just working and the thoughts are happening and we have no control. That's not true, human. We have so much control over the thoughts that we think. In fact, I like to say that the brain is constantly going, you know, and, and the thoughts don't really stop. Otherwise, we would probably be dead. You know, even in meditation, the thoughts don't completely dissipate. In fact, the type of meditation that I do, I invite all the sounds in. So I invite all of the sounds, all of the things, and I try to sit in the void and find the peace in all of that. And so there's a level of almost receiving, surrendering, and sitting without the disturbance of the mind, without me wanting to get up and get out and change the outside elements to change how I feel in the inside. In fact, it's the other way around. It's if I can find my peace here, here inside, where there's a lot of noise outside, but if I can find my peace inside, the outside will reflect. And so, so often tuning into the energy requires us to look at our limiting beliefs. It requires us to actively, consciously think about what we're thinking about. And when we get things that we no longer kind of want to invite into our realm, we no longer want to operate from this frequency, you don't have to disengage. You don't have to say, you know, I don't want to be here. I'm going to do something completely different, but you can just say, Hey, I see you. And I'm just choosing not to go down this thread. I'm choosing not to spiral down on this thought, but I do see you. And I acknowledge you're here and I'll come back and I'll sit with this energy. I'll sit with this feeling to, to see what's happening, right? Because you don't, again, you know, when we start to talk about toxic positivity, you don't want to say, oh my God, I just need to be positive, positive, positive. No, this is not the way this works. Most, you know, people who have awakened, they can tell you it's just, it's not pretty. Like so much shit happens. So many things, all of the things that you blocked come to the surface and it's not fun. So many of the things, whether it's past relationships, traumas, uh, the way you grew up, all of those things come up to the surface and they beg you to look at them. And so when we start to talk about tuning in, which is the thing that I love to do, how do I tune into that frequency? I think about what am I thinking about? What am I eating? What is the programming right now? How do I upgrade my system? And doing all of this work with breath work, meditation, but recognizing these things don't get us there. They're tools. And I think this is one of the biggest pitfalls that I see so many people do. I have students come to me and they're like, meditation's not working. What do I do? Yoga's not working. What do I do? Don't do anything. Don't do freaking anything. That's the best shit that you can do. You don't have to do anything. You know, most of these stories that we see beings awake and they're not, you know, exercising their body 24 seven and doing yoga 24 seven and meditation 24 seven. Yes. And they're choosing different 
outcomes for themselves. They're choosing to not spiral out of control. They're choosing other mechanisms that can help them continuously relax the places that feel hard, relax the places that feel tight. And so over time, you start to realize like, holy crap, like the thing is no longer happening to me. And also like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, and not from a bad place, but just from like a really like joyful place. Like, wow, that really doesn't bother me. I'm so happy. I think about the Melissa I was five years ago and I'm like, oh my God, that person cared so much, probably too much about the dumbest stuff. Like what this person will say and, you know, all of these things that just don't matter. You know, the only thing that matters every single day to me is how I wake up, how I feel and what I get to do that day. And sometimes it may be work. Sometimes it may be Netflix. Sometimes I'm watching people who got abducted on UFOs and all these different documentaries that I'm obsessed with and the quantum field. And that's fine. And so the next thing that we want to start to talk about is this achievement slash goal digger energy. And so when we talk about attracting money, there's this energy that some people have where they really do feel, and it's part of the illusion that money is going to give us something more. And so there's this achievement kind of energy where it's like, I want to do this. And this overachiever within us, that's like, I need this and I have to have this. And I'm going to keep working hard until I get it. Because again, this is part of our society and how we've all been taught to be as human beings. And, and so what I'm proposing now is a lot of the message that Eckhart Tolle teaches us, right? in a new earth is that we are building a new earth. We are building new programs for ourselves. We are building new timelines. And I know this sounds really kind of crazy. I know like a lot of this doesn't really make sense, but just stay open to it because as I started to unfold and unravel and walk down this path, it also was kind of very scary for me. And I'm like, oh my God, is this really happening? Is this really true? Like, is this reality? And I even started to realize like, you know, even that's a box, right? Like what is reality? What is not? And you know, reality is based on perception and our colored lens that's attached to the being. And this is why we get to see so many human beings having different realities because you're actually building all of those realities within yourself. It's not the world. It's not anything else. Like let's just leave destiny out of this for a second, because I do believe that there are certain things that we are destined to experience and that our soul has soul contracts to play out in this lifetime. And maybe it's not in this lifetime. Maybe you don't get to complete it. You have to come back again, right? But there are these things that we get to do on this planet. And some of them we're destined to do, but so many of the other ones are created by us because we have free will and because we have choice. Just think about it. Like if you choose right now to get in your car and drive to another state, like you just did that. Like you had the thought and then you did it and you executed it. Like that's how fast manifestations can happen. But we live in a world where we glorify people who are achieving, who are doing, and we're not giving enough credit to the people who are in the beingness. And so this is, you know, the energy of doingness versus beingness. And we glorify that with the people who are doing stuff. So 
It requires us that when we start to attract money, that we really get into this place where we start to avoid the energy of, I want to achieve a dollar. I want to achieve six figures. I want to achieve seven figures because what happens after that? And and who cares? Nothing happens after that. You don't get a trophy. Trust me. I, I was waiting for a trophy when I hit six figures. It didn't happen. Seven figures, it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example just to make a joke because nothing happens. Like literally nothing happens. And I was actually having this conversation with my coaches. I'm like, oh, wow, that was fun. And that was interesting. And I'm glad I had fun along the way. I'm glad that that wasn't actually... Although it was something that we planned for, and although it was a goal, it was, it was in our plan, it wasn't something that I needed. And so the want was just to have the soul have perspective and have it experience that. But, you know, recognize that once we start to operate in this need and this lack, then we really start to close off our blessing. And so the blessing comes in in the opposite energy, in the receiving, in that divine feminine flow of like, oh my God, like I am just, I'm moving this way and I. I am open to receiving all of this. I'm open to receiving love. I'm open to receiving friendship. I'm open to receiving abundance in all types of forms. And so this kind of manifestation really comes through. The last thing, right? These are the five things that you should avoid when attracting money. And really here is to be so identified with our programming. By the way, these are all very difficult concepts to unravel, understand. But if you can write them down and if you can start to work on them. And when I say work on them, I just mean look at them. I just mean read. Just have it somewhere where your mind's eye can come, come back to it. Because your body already started to download the information. So it'll take a while for us to understand what it means. And this is why it's so important for us to use discernment and not run to social media every time we have a damn idea. Oh my God, I discovered this thing. Oh my God, I have this like bright idea. Let me go. Let me, let me run to social media and tell everybody what I know. And so recognize that sometimes the information needs to integrate in our body and it needs to allow to sink into the DNAs of our cell. And even then information can change. You can receive information a certain way, but because we are receiving it potentially through perception and almost expectation, when we sit with it longer, we get to realize and we get to experience the core of that message. And so really being attached to our own programming. And I'm talking about our limiting beliefs, our stories, our narratives, all of the things that were passed down to us. When we start to talk about attracting money, we have to be able to release that. And I like to think of all of these burdens by my shoulders. And I like to think of like, oh, I'm just going to just put this heavy book bag down. I'm just going to put it down. And I'm just going to not tune into all of this, you know, almost negative narratives that sometimes I feel like aren't even ours. Have you felt like that? Where like you get passed down these like, well, you're never going to have X, Y, and Z. And so some of this stuff doesn't belong to us. It actually belongs to our parents and even their parents and their parents. And it just keeps getting passed down until somebody's like, you know what? 
I don't freaking believe this. Like, I don't believe I'm supposed to be poor. I don't believe I'm supposed to be broken. I don't believe I'm supposed to not have friends. I don't believe I'm supposed to be miserable. I don't believe I'm supposed to be depressed. I don't believe I'm supposed to have anxiety. Do you feel me? Like, it takes somebody to just say, I don't freaking believe that. And I don't want to believe that. How about that? How about that? How about I choose to not believe this? Because if I choose to not believe this, then guess what? That is my damn reality. And the more I continue to choose that own reality that I'm choosing for myself, the more it just becomes real. And so, you know, creating timelines, creating our own path is as easy as that. I didn't really quite understand what that meant in the beginning of my journey. I was like, well, let me just manifest what I want. And then I started to realize like, no, wait, what am I doing? I'm creating events, but why am I creating events? They're stacking into situations, but what are these situations doing? And really I started to realize like, no, I'm creating my own world. I'm creating my own lane. I'm creating my own bubble. I'm creating my own world. Like every, like I am just creating. Adhere to this when I, you know, I have clients that are like, I'm not creative. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You may not be as creative as Joe Schmo or whoever else you're comparing yourself to, but if you have incarnated into this lifetime, you are a creator. In fact, that's one of the biggest things that you wanted to discover about yourself. Can I create this? Can I create that? Can I have a baby? Can I do this? Can I do that? We're always creating. Are you kidding me? If you have thoughts, you are creating. And so you may not be inspired, but we all have creative energy. We all come with this, this set of energy within us because it's a big part of our journey, not only to experience, not only to fulfill our soul contracts, but to create, you know, some people are here to create love. Some people are to create art. Some people are here to create so many things, kids, like we are here to create. So the last thing, and we'll walk through all of them, five things that you want to avoid when it comes to attracting money is expectations. Stop putting expectations, stop putting pressure, the disillusion, right? That you're going to be more, right? Really paying attention into a lot of the traps and the narratives that come along with money, the blaming, right? The, oh my God, this Thing did something to me. This goal setting achievement personality within each and every one of us that just wants to do a good job and being able to release that and not be in this energy of chasing. And lastly, really looking into our programming and being able to literally release, renounce, and drop away the stuff that really doesn't serve us. And when you know, I used to get so angry when people would say, like, doesn't serve us. It's like, what the hell does that mean? How do you know? what serves me or does it but the more and more I go down the rabbit hole of figuring things out for myself the more I realize like it's actually really simple it's like if it feels good keep doing it if it doesn't feel good like just don't do it like if it's not adding something into your life if it's not serving a purpose then why continue and so often just check your life right now what are some of the things that you're doing that you don't even know why you're doing them anymore that's how I felt one day I literally 
could not stomach going to one more day of work. And I was so shocked. I was even upset. I was upset at myself. God, I was just like upset. I'm just like, why did I just go to school for 13 years? My Jesus Christ, I have like 40K in, in debt with my loans. Like I just did all of this. And I was so upset that all of the things, because I was paper chasing, because I was a goal setting achievement human being and disillusioned with what it was going to do for me. And I expected so much. I put so much pressure that my life had to be so different once I had this paper in my hand. And so much of that, I was really upset and almost disappointed when I realized like, holy crap, I cannot go back to work now one more day. I physically got sick. My spiritual body got sick. Like I literally couldn't do it. It was like this veil had lifted and I knew this thing that I didn't know before. And what was the thing was is that that wasn't making me happy and that that was not serving my highest good. In fact, it was actually really hurting me and keeping me in a low vibrational place that I had already grown out of. And so the last thing I'll say is, you know, channel the energy of the snake. You know, there's so much that we can learn from this Kundalini even snake of shedding skin and so we're always different every single day that we wake up we are a different being and you know you recognize this and you see this the easiest when we see a book right and when we read a book and then we reread it again and we're like holy crap I missed that part or like that hit different or holy I really I understand this now and it's like yeah of course you do because you're a freaking different being like you're completely a different person the information is hitting your heart and your mind and your soul differently and so it's so beautiful to continue to come back to that energy of the snake and realizing that we're always shedding our skin and if you're not even that is something for you to question. Where am I not growing anymore? You know, where are the parts that are complacent? And what are the parts that feel like I'm just okay here? And what does that mean to us? So, all right, my loves, my humans, I will check you guys out in the next session, in the next podcast. This has been so real. I've just been so diving into each and every one of these podcasts, talking about money and abundance and love and relationships and the quantum field and the vortexes and the portal and really, really just this new way of being human. So thank you for being on the ride. If you like this episode, screenshot it, tag us. We would love to hear and see you watching the episode let us know your feedback leave us a review and until next time namaste breathe